234 years after Pierre Chaudelot de Laclos' novel Les Liaisons Dangereuses was published, and 31 years after the premiere production of its stage adaptation by Christopher Hampton, this new production from Little One's Theatre comes to Melbourne as a fresh and lively piece of contemporary theatre. Those who've studied the novel will certainly appreciate how director Stephen Nicolazzo has captured the sardonic spirit of the French aristocracy, while newcomers will surely be enticed into discovering more about it all. Most importantly, though, this sojourn amongst the affairs of the French court has a meanly entertaining story to tell, and the courage to tell it like it was. It was a world where wit and amoral intellect was the currency of the day. Ruled by those whose minds were as nimble as their bodies, and even more adept at vigorous intercourse, but whose hearts were held in as tightly as their bladders. Amazingly, Nicolazzo, and indeed his nearly all-female cast, are daring enough to match the intensity of the vocal sparring with raunchy nude scenes of masochistic intimacy. Sights that are capable of shocking today's audiences as much as the sounds of blasphemy would have shocked 18th century audiences. He introduces his audience to this arena with an onslaught of ridiculous wigs, pasty white faces, exaggerated mannerisms, opulent set design from Eugène Te, and a robot-like match of four in a row. Here, though, the original Connect 4 is spruced up with some video game sound effects, just as the rest of the play is peppered with interludes of modern pop music. While it's certainly been done before, and not always well, the songs are well chosen to illustrate a battle between the two finest players in this great game of courtship. Representing men, we have the seductive Vicomte de Valmont, played by Zoe Boson, and on the side of women we have the decadent Marquise Isabelle de Merteuil, played by Alexandra Aldrich. The two of them look to be evenly matched in cunning, arrogance, and education. They court each other for pride and amusement, just as they carry on love affairs with countless others as a form of recreation and competition. Their relationship is the classic on-and-off mix of love and hate, of devotion and indifference. Both actors are truly outstanding as these familiar archetypes that, through the immediacy of live theatre, are given new life. Boson is as convincing as she needs to be in the part of a man. It turns out to be quite an inspiring casting choice, seeing as many of the characteristics that are now considered feminine would have been regarded as masculine in the French salons. On the other hand, the Vicomte's valet, Azelin, is played by Tom Dent, who towers over Boson as something of a gentle giant at first, before the Vicomte comes to realise how much he has underestimated him. As the Marquise, Aldrich somehow manages to switch between comical, despicable, likeable, and moving with the speed of a lighting change. Her endlessly expressive face, richly intoned voice, and slick movements make her a consistently fascinating character to watch, even when the main scene is happening elsewhere. 
The Vicomte's latest challenge to court the devoutly Catholic and chronically remote Cécile de Volange, played by Bridget Gallagher, forms the crux of a narrative that exposes the naiveties of both characters. The Vicomte believes that his heart can be contained after it has been let loose, that you can control love and prevent love from controlling you. A parodic performance of Felix Yane's Ain't Nobody Loves Me Better succinctly captures the Vicomte's decisions about these two of the many women in his life. While his twisted love for the Marquise is sold successfully by Hampton's writing and by Aldrich and Boson's performances, the love he eventually comes to feel for Cecile is not given enough time or breathing space to feel real, and certainly not to surmount the trite baggage that this plotline has garnered over the centuries. Fortunately, the Marquise's hard-learned lesson that emotions cannot always be suppressed for the sake of the game is a much more convincing character arc. A playful karaoke of Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman is similarly effective at signalling the universality of the Marquise's doomed attempt to fight with, and not against, the sexism of her world, to win at a game that has always been rigged against her gender instead of seeking to change the rules. The only music that doesn't quite fit is the funk tune that plays over a certain duel scene near the end, one that felt like it was meant to be the climax but ended up being a slow build-up to a fierce contest that sadly never eventuates. One of the most common problems with many tragicomedies is that they often make promises they can't keep. However, thanks to the challenge of the creative team, and the strong establishment of its setting and main characters, Dangerous Liaisons delivers on most of the comedic payoffs it spends time developing in its first act, and remembers to set up most of the dramatic payoffs it launches itself into during the second act.